Hey, what is up, everybody? I'm Aries. Welcome to another MMA episode on Keep It A Buck podcast. Um, I am supposed to be joined by Triton, but he is a very busy man. So it is just me recapping a very exciting uh, UFC Fight Night card, UFC San Diego. So, but um, I just want to say anyone who's listening to this on Spotify or the audio version of it, this will be on YouTube if you guys want some video and want to see my face. Uh, go ahead and check that out. It, it, uh, we are on uh, Keep It A Buck uh, on YouTube. If you guys can't find it, if you guys type it in on the search bar and can't find it, uh, do me a favor and uh, add filters to your search bar and do filters and just channels and type in Keep It A Buck. I should pop up at the top of that uh, search bar. But, you know, sub, you know, help help help, uh, help your boy out with a sub. I uh, appreciate that. We are getting the the YouTube and the videos out for the podcast uh, slowly but surely. But uh, yeah, here we are. Another uh, recap episode. I, I do plan on dropping a midweek uh, breakdown video of UFC 278 that's coming up uh, this Saturday in Salt Lake City, Utah. So, but uh, yeah, happy Sunday. It's recap day. So let's get into UFC uh, San Diego, where Cheeto, Marlon Cheeto Vera fought Dominic Cruz, and it was a very, very exciting card. Um, the fights delivered. There were a lot of finishes on this card, um, but the fights that went to decision, I'm not mad at. There were some some good uh, decision fights in that as well, but I think on paper this this car didn't excite but if you watched it you you caught a good one so uh let's get into it though i'm gonna start from the top of course start with the main event and then work my way down on the main card and then i'll just skim over the prelims and then we have to get into some picks and discussions about um ufc, UFC 270 that's happening this week usman versus uh, leon edwards too but um hold on I don't know why I drink soda to help with my, uh, you know, dry mouth, but it doesn't help. I should just drink water. I know. So uh, leave me alone. Anyways. So let's get into the main event. UFC San Diego, Marlon Chito Vera, Dominic Cruz. It was very active and exciting as, as long as it, it lasted. Um, man, Dominic Cruz came out on fire, pushing forward, very aggressive, Dom landed some great calf kicks early, and we're kind of throwing him out there throughout the fight uh, sporadically, but when he threw it, it looked like it did um, some work. It did. It was good calf kicks from Dom. Um, he had very great timing on his takedowns as well. His entries, his timing on the takedowns were very, very clean. They were good. He got Cheeto down to the ground, but... Didn't do much with it. Uh, Vera Vera is really good off working off his back and getting to his feet, and he did just that. But um, you know, in that first round, I think we saw the the outcome of this, and I think it was just a matter of time before the fight ended. Uh, but in the first round, Cheeto landed like a short right hand, and it knocked Cruz down. Um, 
but it, it, it looked like Cheeto didn't even put that much power into it. it. Like he just barely touched him, and it did that damage to uh, Dominic Cruz. So off that off that punch and off that round, I knew that this what it, it, it possibly is going to be. Uh, maybe the next round or however long it might go, but uh, Cheeto can end this fight whenever he wants. But in Cheeto fashion, he likes to really be patient, take his time with his game plan. He's not in a sense of urgency in anything. He really likes to let the play, let the fight play out itself, and just let things happen naturally. He does. He's not going to go chase things. Uh, Cheeto just very in the moment and just let he just lets things go as, as they go. So it could be frustrating watching Cheeto, but at the same time, I, I respect it and it it. These five round fights uh, really work in his favor and him doing that. So I think he's going to find himself in very in many many uh, five round fights. So I don't see his game plan changing much. So if you guys don't like that, uh, get used to it. If for for Cheeto, <laughs> you know his calm, his he, he's very he paces himself throughout five minutes. He's not going to go charge after somebody and look to put the power punches on him early. You know, he's very calm in his, his, his approach. So, but you know, that, that was the thing. Cruz wasn't going to win this fight by knockout, maybe catch him in submission. Very likely, like unlikely though, but you know, Cruz was going to win this fight with points and he was going to win on volume. And I think it was all coming down to when Cheeto was going to figure out Cruz's footwork and his timing on his entries and, um, when Dom like to go, like to step in and go and then get out, you know, it was all coming down to when Cheeto, f- you know, figured out his footwork. And then once he figured it out, when he wanted to apply pressure with his power and his strikes, that was all this fight was coming down to. And uh, I think Cheeto found the rhythm of Cruz's uh, footwork and the way he liked to throw things maybe late into the second round heading into the third. Um, you know, but I called it though. Uh, I said in a text to my brother, you know, before this fight started, Cheeto's best shot to end this fight was with the head kick or possibly like a flying knee. Uh, Cruz always likes to duck his head the opposite way he throws or what hand he throws. So if he's throwing to the right, he'll duck to the left and kind of swing his body you know, the opposite way. So it's hard for opponents to kind of find his, his chin in a way to wherever the, the strike is coming from, he'll move the opposite way to make it harder for, you know, opponents to find him. But Dom always ducks his head. And when he's throwing punches, you know, um, so if Cheeto could figure out that timing, that kick or knee was coming and it did in the fourth, uh, Cheeto threw a, a head kick that landed and broke Dom, uh, Cruz's nose and put him away in the fight. But, you know, but Cruz wasn't throwing a punch. He was just kind of shifting his body and uh, kind of swaying away and got caught with the kick. So Cheeto gets this fight done in the fourth round. KO, a beautiful knockout. Um I actually had this fight 20, 29, 28, uh, heading into the fourth. Uh, I gave Cruz rounds one and two. 
and then Cheeto the third heading into the fourth round. Uh, even though Cruz got knocked down uh, in the first round, I gave Cruz, um, you know, the volume and the strikes that he landed instead of giving uh, Cheeto that one moment. I kind of went with uh, Dominic Cruz winning that round off volume and just points, uh, of course. So, but man, it sucks because Cruz looked really fast. He looked, he looked good in this fight. He looked healthy. Um, but, you know, it's just sad to see another legend uh, go out like this. Very hard KOs, getting knocked out very viciously. But, um, man, it's it's tough because... I'm such a fanboy of Cruz and I've always been with Cruz since he from his WWEC days to uh him going to the UFC. Um you know, it it's tough to see these older guys coming closer to the retirement and them getting older just take these these fights to where you know they're going to get hurt, but you don't want them to get that hurt like that viciously knocked out, but it happened. But um, I'm thinking Cruz has, I don't know what his fight contract looks like, how many fights he has on his contract. But I think that time of retirement is coming soon. Um, uh, Hopefully before he retires, he fights uh, Frankie Edgar. And maybe those two could possibly fight their last fight together. And uh, how crazy would it be if we had two fighters fight and retired that after the fight? Like two of them at the same time. I think that could happen with uh, Frankie Edgar and uh, Dominic Cruz. Um, but Cruz is a legend, man. Cruz is uh, the bantamweight goat until we get more further, uh, you know, into the the bantamweight division now because this roster in, in the 135 division is crazy. I think we have the next bantamweight goat in this division right now. But this division is so stacked, so I don't know. I don't know who who the next bantamweight goat is, but uh, I think it's Peter Yan because uh, I'm a fan of that guy and I I love the way he fights. But anyways, um, well that's Dom. Let let's get into you know what's next for Marlon Chito Vera. Um, this division is very very busy. Uh, the next few months. Um, let's see. So. What it's looking like right now for the Bantamweight division, uh, we have Aljamain Sterling defending his belt versus TJ Dillashaw in uh, October, UFC 280. And then we have Corey Sandhagen fighting Song Yudong on September 17th, headlining a fight night card. That's a great fight. And then we have Jose Aldo versus uh, Marab Duavishvili, uh, who's fighting this Saturday at UFC 278. So the top of this division is very, very stacked, and it's very busy. Everyone is booked already, especially uh, Peter Yan, who is fighting uh, Sean O'Malley in, I think it's the UFC 280 as well, the same card as Aljo and uh, Dillashaw. So everyone's busy. Everyone's taken. Uh, Cheeto seems to be the one left out as a, with the dance partner. So here's here's how I see things and scenarios playing out. <clears throat> And it starts with Aldo and Marab fighting this Saturday at UFC 280, uh, 278. Sorry. Um, I think if Marab beats Aldo, I think Cheeto versus Marab should be the number one contender for the winner of Aljo and TJ. If Aldo beats Marab, 
Aldo fights the winner of Al, uh, Aljo and TJ. Now this leaves Cheeto. I, I think Cheeto gets the winner of O'Malley versus Peter Yan. Um, I don't know if Corey Sandhagen win or lose fights the. I don't know. Corey Sandhagen will find his way throughout whatever mess happens, and the the winner winners and losers of these fights. But I think Cheeto fights the winner of O'Malley versus Peter Yan. Uh, so Cheeto is likely to wait until early in next year to fight again. But, you know, I, I just don't know who. <laughs> I just don't see Cheeto fighting again this year um, unless someone, you know, ends these fights early and comes out without an injury and is ready to go. Then I think we see them and Cheeto fighting later this year. And you know, setting themselves up for a title fight uh, early next year. So there are so many scenarios and fights for Cheeto. We just have to wait and see how this division plays out uh, in the near months. So, yeah, the the 135 is on fire, and it's going to keep on being like that. So, yeah, that is the main event. On to the co-main, which was the fight of the night for me and probably one of the best fights this year. We had David Onama versus uh, Nate Landwehr. <laughs> so, going into this fight, I know I knew if if Nate Landwehr was around for the second and third rounds, this fight was going to be Nate's, and I think Onama was going to f- have to fight and make his way crawling back into this fight because Onama, yes, has power; he's a powerful striker. But if Nate could, you know, weather the storm early of Onama in that first round, Landwehr was going to make this a dog fight. He was going to make it a brawl. He was going to make it messy, and he did in that second and third round. He had Onama hurt uh, in that second round, ground and pound. Uh, you know, he was just hurting uh, Onama with volume and strikes. So, but um, Onama, I got to give Onama credit too. Like, Onama... Doesn't have the best cardio to last 15 minutes. He's more of a sprinter than a marathon runner. And Onama came out just... He almost put Landwehr away in the first. I'm surprised at the fight. Uh, I mean, the the ref could have ended in the first, and I wouldn't have any problem with it. But uh, Nate somehow fought his way back into this fight and made it to the second round, and he took the fight from there. Uh, Onama just didn't have the cardio gas tank to... Uh, you know, really throw anything with power in the second and the third. He was just he landed some good good shots on Landwehr. He had him hurt in the late in the third round and in this fight, but it was just it wasn't enough to put Landwehr away. Um, but Nate gets the win in the decision. Um, I think it was a majority decision too. But if you guys missed this fight, I, I suggest you guys go watch this fight because it's the best fight. I've seen this year, and it's up there for a uh, fight of the year. So, amazing comeback win from Nate Landwehr. Uh, David Onama with James Krause in his corner. Great coach. But, man, if he could just figure out a way to kind of pace himself but also be smarter with his power and how he is kind of, you know, be smarter with his energy, right? I think David Onama could 
be a lot better in the in the UFC and um he he really needs to work on that cardio though. I mean, he can barely fight. You know, these fighters who have big power just try to end fights so early. But sometimes fights are not going to end early and just like this one he, he didn't have the the stamina to uh fight for 10 more minutes, so that needs to be handled, man. That needs to be fixed. I think if he can fix that, David Onama could be a, a real dangerous guy. I mean, he already is with his power, but if he could put everything together, even better. But uh, great win for Nate Landwehr. If you guys haven't watched that fight, go watch it. <clears throat> One second. <sighs> okay. Um, Next fight. Both of these ladies uh, were making the UFC debut, and I had no expectations for this fight, but it was a very, very exciting fight for the 15 minutes. Uh, the fight between Yasmin... Oh, I, I had her last name on the tip of my tongue, and I just cannot pronounce it right now, so I'm just going to say Yasmin versus uh, Eisman, uh Lucindo. Um... Lucindo is 20, year, 20 years old, and Yasmin coming in at 23 years old. So these are very, very young fighters making their uh, debut in the UFC at strawweight. Um, but, man, uh, Lucindo has power. Uh, she was landing some great shots. But I think in that first round, she caught Yasmin hard. Like, she got, a, she got Yasmin good. But I think where I was kind of just like, getting angry I was like Yasmin if you can just she was finding her way in to close distance and get her shots off but she wasn't disciplined enough to pull back and avoid the big shots from Lucindo because yeah so she was getting hit she was in the she was putting herself in the in the danger zone and staying there for too long and risking you know just getting hit by these big shots by Lucindo but um Yasmin after the first round, came back to the second and did some adjustments. Timing was a lot better on her ins and outs. You know, hitting Lucindo, getting in, hitting, and then avoiding the power shots. So, Yasmin wins this fight, I think, 29-28 in my, in my, on my scorecard. Um, but I'm very excited to see what both of these ladies do at, do in the UFC and um, what they can do in the strawweight division. I know the stra- the women's strawweight division is is crazy. It's great, but you know you can never have too much like young blood in, in this division and in sports. So, yeah, great things from them. Next fight we had uh, Devin Clark versus uh, Azmat uh, Um You know what? I'm at this point where it's hard for me to watch a Devin Clark fight. Um, he has the body of like an athletic freak. He looks like he should be like an athletic freak in the, in the sport, but he's been getting his ass kicked. Like it's not, it's like not funny because I I feel bad for the, for Devin Clark anytime he gets hit and he shells up and he like just handles so much damage. It, it, It hurts to see him in this, in the sport. Like I hope he, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I hope Devin Clark is all good because this man is getting his shit wrecked. 
like almost every fight, Devin Clark is like, oh man, it's, it's bad. You know, the beatings that he takes. But uh, this fight was cool. This fight was more of like a bathroom break, we'll get a drink. Uh, you know, I, so I was kind of watching it, but I wasn't watching it. But uh, the things I did see, the the fight, the bits of the fight that I did see, uh, Devin Clark was getting worked, and I hope it stops. So, uh, yeah. All right, next fight. We had uh, Priscilla Cachueta versus uh, Ariane Lipsky. So Ariane Lipsky, her nickname in this in the UFC is uh, Queen of Violence. Uh, I think it's time for her to find a new nickname and I think it's time for her to just give that nickname up because the whole queen of violence thing, I think it happened before she came into the UFC, but ever since she's been in the UFC, uh, not so much violent at all. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, Lipsky seems to let me down a bit every time. Cause I, I do. Kind of, I, I, I thought highly of her coming into the UFC, but it just hasn't been working out. I mean, yeah, she's had highlights here and there, but, uh, man, I don't know. Like, Priscilla Cachueta was underdog in this fight, and I was so, like, super surprised she was. Uh, I knew she had the power advantage over Lipsky, um, but, you know, in this fight, Cachueta touched. Lipsky with the right hand and I think Lipsky felt the power of her and she like started moving back and then when they were trading punches before Ariana Lipsky hit the ground and got you know knocked out uh like none of Lipsky's punches were doing anything to Priscilla uh, Cachueta and Cachueta just lands this beautiful right hook almost and puts Lipsky out and uh Cachueta wins TKO in the first round. And I don't know, like I just I just knew that Cachueta's right hand was a was uh was just too much for Lipsky. So I I was surprised that she was a underdog going into this fight. I thought that was easy money on the underdog. So I know hopefully guys put some money on uh Cachueta in this fight because underdog money, baby. But uh on to the next fight, the fight that opened up the main card. We had Bruno Silva versus uh, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald Mearshart. Sorry. Uh, Bruno Silva versus uh, Gerard uh, Mearshart. Um, th- yo, this fight, this is the crazy thing about MMA. Bruno Silva went three hard rounds with uh, Alex Pereira. That Alex Pereira is fighting... Uh, Israel Adesanya in November. So he's known for his striking. Uh, Pereira is known for being a, a kickboxer. Um, he's known for having power in his kicks, his hands. Bruno Silva went three hard rounds with him. And he came into this fight fighting Gerald, Gerald Mershart, who is known for submissions and all that. And, Mirshard made Bruno Silva look like like a rookie almost in the stand-up. Like, Mirshard was touching up Bruno Silva all night, and Silva could not find his his distance at all in this fight. And Mirshard was making it hard for Silva to 
to like get any punches off and get any more any like effective punches off. It was so frustrating to watch because I had Bruno Silva winning this fight in the first round, TKO, KO. But Mearshart with that veteran just mindset, he I don't know, just the way he was defending punches, he was had the head movement going. Uh he made Silva look like foolish at times. You know, I was like, whoa, what is Bruno Silva doing? Like he cannot get anything down. He can't get any rhythm going. And uh, Mirshar dropped Bruno Silva in the third, I think, and then hops on a submission and taps. Uh, he submits Bruno Silva in the third. Freaking crazy, man. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I felt like this could go the way it did, but I just thought Bruno Silva's stand-up was too much for uh, Gerald Mirshar because Mirshar usually doesn't move his head. He usually keeps his head on the on center line. So I thought Bruno Silva was going to land a straight punch and put uh, Mirshard out. But once I saw Mirshard rolling with punches and moving his head and being smart with the stand-up, uh, I knew that it was going to be a long night for Silva, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. So big ups to uh, Gerald Mirshard for proving me wrong, proving a lot of people wrong because he was an underdog too. So, but that was the main, that was the main card. It was a good main card. The co-main and the main really set this one off, man. Uh, so let's get into just quick prelim uh, recap. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time on the prelims, but I just wanted to point out some names. Um, Angela Hill gets the win over Lupe Godinez. Lupe looked good. Um, I'm a fan of Lupe Godinez, but. Uh, I think Lupe. I think Lupe Godinez needs to f- find her correct weight class and go from there because I think she's just having trouble finding the correct weight class because I don't know. I don't. You know what? I don't know what I'm talking about. Actually, um, we'll just we'll just move on. Uh, Nina Nina Nunez gets the 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 split decision win over uh, Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, Nina Nunez actually retires from UFC with this win. So um, all best luck to her. The yes, that is Amanda Nunez's wife. Um, so yeah, good luck to Nina Nunez in life and uh, coaching and all that. I think she would do a good job at being people's corners. Oh, my guy. We got to talk about Mowgli. Uh, Gabriel Benitez. Gabriel Gabriel Benitez is one of my favorite fighters. Uh, I know that's not a, like a, a crazy name in the in the sport. He's not like a well known person, but if you guys watch this, you guys know Gabriel Benitez. This man just is a nothing but exciting fights. Um, he had a tall task, I think. Even though Charlie uh, Ontiveros is a very, I don't know. I, the odds may have said that this was a wash and the easy win for Benitez, but uh, Altaveros throws very crazy kicks, so it could have caught Benitez. But Benitez, my guy, came through with a TKO in the first round, and it was beautiful. Always love seeing Gabriel Benitez win. <laughs> Makes me happy. Uh, Tyson Nam knocks out O'Day Osborne. I don't know what O'Day was planning on doing with, you know, he jumped up in the air with a flying knee. 
came down and then Tyson Am threw a right, almost like overhand right, and it landed and O'Day was done. I don't know what he was trying to do with that, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Jason Witt gets knocked out nasty with the, against Josh Quinlan. Uh, Quinlan gets the first round KO. Yusuf Zalal gets the draw. And yeah. So yeah, that wasn't, sorry, that wasn't like a crazy, uh, you know, dissect of the prelims. I do plan on, you know, doing a more of a deep dive on prelims when I have another person with me. Because that's a lot of talking, just being one person doing this. So, uh, let's go. All right, guys. Next on this, uh, you know, before we close out this episode, before I close out this episode, I just want to talk about UFC 278. We had we have the uh, the welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman, defending his belt versus Leon Edwards. Two, this is the second time they're fighting. So... Man, I'm excited for this fight. Uh, I think Camaro has a real dangerous challenger on his hands uh, in Leon Edwards. You know, it's crazy. I've never been like a Leon Edwards fan, but I've always respected what he's done uh, in the octagon. But, um, man, these two are just different fighters, and they've grown differently. You know, they've added different art, you know, different tools to their arsenal uh, since their first fight. Um, but I, I've, I've tweeted this and I've said it on another recap I've done with my uh, friend Effie. Any any sports uh, action cast. Um, I, I said this on there like I got Leon Edwards upsetting uh, upsetting here. Uh, I got Kamaru Usman lo- losing his belt. I'm taking Leon Edwards in this fight. I'm leaning towards Leon Edwards is um his um uh, his not his reach. He's 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 at a reach disadvantage. I'm leaning towards his his wrestling takedown defense and just his variety of strikes he can throw. Uh I know Kamar Usman has has improved in his stand up. He has a powerful jab. But I don't know. I feel like every time I like I discredit uh, Usman's power in his hands and like his striking, he always proves me wrong and finishes the fight with his hands. So I know that jab is there. I know that jab is being worked on and and uh, refined. But I'm I'm leaning towards the challenger here to pull up the upset. And take the bill from Kamar Usman in a decision. So I got Leon Edwards in winning a decision. Uh, the co-main of this of this card though is Luke Rockhold versus uh, Paulo Costa. Luke Luke Rockhold making his comeback. That man has been talking a lot of stuff, saying he's the one to beat Izzy. All that bullcrap. I don't believe it. I don't put much stock in it. Uh, I think Luke Rockhold gets. Knocked out uh, within uh, within two rounds. Um, I'm I'm surprised if this fight even goes to the third round. Uh, yeah, I got Costa KO second round. Next, we got Jose Aldo versus uh, Marab du- Duavashvili. 
Uh, Marab is man. Uh, Marab is a monster, but Jose is just in this. I don't know. I might lean Aldo because Aldo does have good takedown defense, and I, I, he has better striking than Marab. So I'm gonna lean Aldo, but I don't know, man. I know Aldo doesn't get tired much nowadays, or he hasn't showed much fatigue in his fights. But if Jose kind of punches himself out and like he gets tired, Marab is gonna take him for a ride. And I don't know, I don't know. I'm going Aldo right now, but I could change this pick. Ooh, we have a heavyweight bout. We have Marcin Tabura versus uh, Alexander uh, Romanov. Uh, if you guys don't know Alexander uh, Romanov, you guys are about to find out. I think he's going to make light work of Marcin Tabura and move up the rankings in this in the heavyweight division. And I think uh, Romanov is going to be a, a name in the heavyweight division that people are about to notice real, real soon. Uh, and then we got Tyson. Oh, Tyson Pedro versus a Harry Huntsucker. Uh, Tyson Pedro looked good in his last fight, um, so I'm probably I'm probably leaning to Pedro to get that done. I just want to look at the prelims real quick. Jared Gordon. So, Jared Gordon. Uh, Patty Pimblett actually called out Jared Gordon. And said if Jared Gordon win this one, one if Jared Gordon wins this fight, uh, Patty Pimblett was going to look to call him out next for his next fight. So keep a lookout for that. I don't know; these prelims are not that crazy, but we have a lot of fights on the on like the lighter scale of things. So. You know, a lot of these uh, flyweight, bantamweight, uh, you know, featherweights make for exciting fights. So this should be a pretty explosive, very fun, fast-paced prelim card. But, uh, yeah, man, I just have Leon Edwards upsetting Kamaru Usman. And, uh, man, that's the episode, guys. That's the recap for UFC San Diego. And look, be on the lookout for um, the the more of uh, you know breakdown, and uh, we'll get into you know more dissecting things and fights uh, on these breakdown episodes that we will drop mid midweek. So be on the lookout for that. But I appreciate you guys. Hopefully, I earn your sub with this uh, video. And hopefully we can start gathering, uh, you know, start gathering and making a small MMA community on the YouTube uh, channel. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Hit that notification bell. Stay up to date with me. And when I drop these videos, uh, I don't always plan to do these alone. I always plan to have someone else. So you guys won't, you know, don't get sick of me yet. I will have, I will always plan to have a co-host with me on these MMA, uh, MMA episodes. So. I do plan to have someone breaking down uh, UFC 278 uh, in a few days. So stay on the lookout for that. And I appreciate you guys. Keep it a buck.